everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the By Word Show. Today's the day, my friends. This is going to be such a fun episode. I've got my friend Abby Manaz here with us today. We are already having so much fun. I was over here asking if she has her water and she has this like huge thing of celery juice. Honestly, that might be the thing I admire you for the most is the fact that you drink that every single day. <laughs> like that's the <Yes>. real. <laughs> I drink 32 ounces every day. Girl. You are the goals. I love it. Well, I am so excited to have you here. You guys, Abby has become a really great friend to me over the past year. Gosh, when did we connect? Like a couple years ago, it was like COVID time after coming out of all of that. But it's been so fun getting to know her. She is an email marketing strategist and just honestly an incredible human being that I'm so blessed to say that I'm a real life friend with. And so she's just going to share a little bit of her story today and what business has looked like for her and the ups and downs and transitions and things like that. So before we dive in, Abby, would you just introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about your story and your business journey? Yes. So I'm super excited to be here and being able to, you know, go to coffee dates with you is so fun. Even though we don't drink coffee, we're drinking juice, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) But so, you know, I got started in teaching after, after I graduated from college and I always thought that I would be an educator for life. And I love kids, you know, I love nurturing and leading and loving young children and seeing them grow and flourish. And I was sitting at my desk and I was, after I did some reading groups, my first year of teaching, and I thought, is this what my life is going to be like? You know, like if we have kids, are my kids going to come to my classroom while I'm cleaning up my classroom, tidying up things and like going home at 5 p.m. Is that what I want for my life? And I Mm. really had to reflect and and think about that. Um, And alongside that, my husband was a night shift ICU nurse and it was our first year of marriage. And I would go to the school at, you know, 6.30 so that I could prepare for an hour before the kids knocked on my door and were greeted by me. And my husband was coming home from work and would sleep all day and then go to work at like 5 p.m. We never saw each other. And so I was thinking there has to be another way. Well, Lo and behold, you know, there's Google University, I like to call it. (laughs) And I started doing some research and trying to figure out what could I do, maybe on the side, you know, I want to see if teaching, if I could make this teaching thing work for another year. Let's see if another grade level is good for me. Um, And, you know, I started searching on Google. And at that time, I really don't feel like social media and like doing things on your own, you know, being an entrepreneur was kind of like a niche thing that not a lot of people did. And so I tried to figure out how can I get started? And I saw these, these women that were doing workouts and I knew that I needed to work on myself and my fitness and my health journey. So I started what I like to call a business in a box, and I got started in network marketing, doing fitness and health programs and helping people and walking alongside them and working on my own fitness journey. And that's where my love came for 
email marketing. I know it sounds so crazy. How could fitness <laughs> and email marketing go together? But I started my email list on Flowdesk and I would send out promotional emails. I would send out encouraging emails to my clients and reminder emails that their, you know, subscription was about to to go um, and renew again, you know, because that's the thing with network marketing is people are like, well, no one ever reminds me that my subscription is going to renew. So my entire goal with my list was to be the 1% of network marketers that really loves and supports their people. Mm. And so that's that was the mission behind my list. And then what turned out to be a really successful list and a successful business was my friend saying, hey, can you tell me how to start an email list? Can you tell me what kind of emails I should write? How do I do this? And so that's whenever the light bulb moment came up in my brain. And I thought, you know what? I could probably make a business out of this and Mm. do my own thing and not be under the umbrella of a company, but build a business that embodies all of my values and my beliefs and my mottos and really support entrepreneurs in their journey. So that's the timeline and where we are today. Wow. I love that. And it's so cool because I, I feel like, gosh, the first time we talked, you were kind of working through some of these transitions and even your husband was working through some transitions as well. And like what? Because like you said, that is a big jump from you were teaching and then you were in fitness and now you're in email marketing. So what was it like to process through and then make the choice to transition and make those pivots in your journey? Yeah. So, you know, I really do believe that the Lord constantly has his hand on my life, whether I like meet with him in the morning or not. And whenever I was teaching that second year, I really, I started to say, you know what, if I really want to leave teaching, I need to show my husband that I can make this work. And he didn't have one single ounce of doubt that I wouldn't be successful, you know, and he believed in me from the very start. And it was just in that moment, my first year of teaching that kind of spurred this, this excitement that if you want to change, you can, you know, if you want to Mm. pivot, if you want to try something new, why not do it right now? You know, why not do it whenever you're young and you're, you don't have a lot of, you know, stressors and things going on. And so whenever I was in my fitness industry, you know, I, it was like six months of just like writing in my journal. And I actually looked at my journal not too long ago. And I was looking at these entries that I was writing And I was saying, Lord, like, I love what I do. I love the people that I'm working with, but I just feel like something is coming up for me. I feel like something's about to happen and I don't really know what it is, but I'm ready for that. And whenever your, your timing says like, this is going to happen, I will go for it. Um, Mm -hmm. so I actually, 
I didn't really know how to process everything at that point because I had really established a strong business with my fitness network marketing industry that I was in. And I paid this lady, like, I think it was like $400 for like a one hour strategy session to like map out exactly what I could do with email marketing. Because at that point I was, my only like vision that I had was under the like tunnel of network marketing. And so I didn't really know how to dream big about what my business could be outside of that. And so I got on that call with her and and she really painted this picture of what my business could be like. And she was like, yeah, you know, call yourself a copywriter. And I was like, what is a copywriter? I just <laughs> want to do email marketing. And she was like, literally everything you do is copy. And so anyways, I sat right here at this desk in January, two years ago, and I mapped out my offers and I mapped out, you know, what I wanted to provide for people and, you know, email marketing services. And I just started promoting it and telling people that I had a surprise coming and that it was, you know, this hard work that I had, you know, spent hours and hours developing and researching and I just went for it. And so I had that that feeling from the Lord and then I just decided to go and and make that pivot knowing that one I could, you know, control my own prices and I could really like meet with entrepreneurs on a monthly basis. You know, that was my dream to not have to like run and try to like get all of these sales because it wasn't about the money. It was about supporting entrepreneurs and helping them grow and walking Mm. alongside them. That's so cool. Wow. I love hearing about your process and the way that you went through it because I feel like you touched on some really key things that are so, so helpful. And I've seen in my own transitions, times that I have not done it well and times that have gone better. The two key things that you mentioned were just being really open with the Lord about like, Hey, this is where I'm at. What I feel I'm ready. Whenever you say move, I'm going to move. And just that availability to the Lord with your journey, with your path. That's so freeing because I agree with you. Like I trust that God knows the plans he has for me will give me the steps when I need to take them. And I can just trust, like I can put my hope on that and and he won't fail. You know, even if I make a wrong turn, he won't fail. (laughs) And then also that you brought somebody into the process with you. That is key. I mean, I feel like we can't do one without the other because if we're seeking God and we feel like we have it figured out and then we make a move, like that's great. But also wise counsel is something I feel like a lot of people neglect because they're like, all right, God said it. I'm just going to go and step out in faith and, you know, do all the things. I feel like there's a grounding that comes when we invite other people who are also praying with us or in tune with the Lord to give us some wisdom to help us make those decisions. And I love that. Yeah, it was, you know, and that was one of the hardest parts for me whenever I did transition out of network marketing was talking to my team and talking to the other women that were my friends that um, 
were walking alongside me. And I really had to pray that even if the Lord, you know, even if their eyes weren't open to what I wanted to do and why I was changing and why I was leaving, that I would feel like I did my best, like I shared my peace. I encouraged them and said that, it, you know, it wasn't anything to do with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I did have one like big Zoom call with those people. And I was so nervous before that because mm-hmm. I was like, what are they going to think about me that I'm a failure, that I'm leaving because this is too hard, you know? And, you know, whenever I clicked that end meeting Zoom button at the end of it, I just felt like that was exactly what I needed to be able to move mm-hmm. forward and pursue this this business um, outside of what I was doing with fitness. So yeah, that's such a good point. Cause I feel like when we pivot, that is one of the hardest pieces is either feeling like you owe people an explanation or just feeling like you might be letting people down. Like that's scary. So how did you decide how you were going to navigate that? Because I feel like I've had conversations with a lot of people where they might have peace from God that they need to make a move, but they're so scared that they're going to get some backlash from their people or people aren't going to agree with them or tell them they're making a stupid choice. Like, what do we, (laughs) what do we do about that? Yeah. You know, I used to be someone that was very much like, if you ask me a question, I'm going to spill out my entire life story to you. It didn't matter who you were. And now that I'm older, I know that that was not a healthy way to respond to things. (laughs) But sometimes there's beauty in just keeping things to yourself and sharing the necessities with those people that you need to talk to to be able to move forward. And so that's the approach that I took was, you know, there's so many people in the Bible that had that same situation where they knew that the Lord was calling them to something different and something that was out of their comfort zone and they kept it to themselves. And if they did share it, you know, there were people that mocked them and judged them and Mm. said, Oh, you know, this, you're, this isn't going to work out for you. Um, And so that's the mentality that I had is it's okay if people don't understand this, but if I don't do this right now, what will I think two years from now? Like if I don't do this, if I don't take this step two years from now, am I going to look back and say, wow, I wish I would have done that. My sweet grandpa, he um, is one of my best friends right now. And he lives close to me and he said something that really stands out to me and really is like the motto of, I think, you know, my life, but he was like, I'll take you there someday, you know, and like, he can't really go anywhere right now. He's not capable of doing that. But that one phrase that he told me, I was like, you know what? I don't want to be like 10 years from now. I don't want to be able to say, you know what? Someday we can Mm -hmm. do that. I want to do that right now. You know, I want to 
whatever I can in my capacity, I want to be able to make those changes, go do that thing right now because 10 years from now, I don't want to say, well, someday we can do that. And then Mm. someday we can do that. And then it's 30 years later. So those things really like are the key factors that I really thought about making any of these pivots. Mm. That's really, really insightful because I feel like, oh gosh, it's easy for us to do, you know, explain away, make all the excuses. Oh, it won't work right now. It doesn't make sense with our schedule. It doesn't make sense with our family. And then you're right. Like, 10, 20, 30 years go by, you're stuck in the same job you've been in, waiting for some day to come so you can start doing what you really feel like you're supposed to do with your life or with your family or with your health. And you just realize by the time you've started, I wish I would have done this so much sooner. Like how much time did I waste just putting it off, especially if you feel like it's something that's that God has called you or asked you to do. But on the other side of that, what what do you think is the balance? Because obviously we don't want to put it off forever, but there's also wisdom in the planning too. So like with your teaching job, for instance, it's not like you felt one day, okay, I'm, I'm ready to go. And then the next day you were like, all right, bye kids. You know, like yeah. <laughs> what do we, what's the middle ground of like, okay, we want to move when God says move, but there's also wisdom in our approach. And like you even said, talking to the right people about your transition and going about all of that. You know, whenever I made the transition out of teaching, I was already working in my like fitness and health industry business for about a year. So it was not like I had zero foundation. And I think that's the biggest part is having some sort of foundation and then having Mm. like things to kind of back up that support. So, you know, and it was messy, you know, like whenever I got out of teaching and I was full force going into building my fitness business, I was teaching VIP kid (laughs) at like 3 a.m. to Chinese kids. And Mm. I was making, you know, an extra like $300, $400 a month teaching kids from like 3 a.m. to like 8 a.m. Wow. And Tyler didn't, my husband, he didn't ask me to do those things, but I just felt like, you know, if he's going to believe in me, like I need to at least bring in enough that is like going to be able to support us. And Mm. so doing things messy and, you know, even whenever I was transitioning out of my network marketing, I went to so many like job interviews here in Fort Worth for like social media manager and like different small businesses that needed some sort of social media help. And I didn't ever really get those positions, but I was willing to do whatever it took to be Mm. able to transition and feel comfortable at the end of the day. Because, you know, obviously we have to buy the $7 dozen eggs right now. And, you know, all the crazy stuff that's going on. So you need to be able to support your family. But there were so many messy things that I did that no one really knew about. Mm. But I was willing to do whatever it took to support my family and be able to like lay my head on the pillow at the end of the night and say, okay, we're good. 
we're good next month, you know? So yeah. those are the things that I did. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad you brought that up because I think sometimes in our social media world where we see all of these people building their own business, and I mean, it, you don't have to be an entrepreneur. You could be in any business, any transition, and we see people doing it, and it looks like one day they've quit their job, the next day they're having a six-figure launch of a course or something like that, or they're going on the family vacations, they've got everything figured out. But we don't see the messy middle a lot of the time. And it's not talked about, but it is almost always there. (laughs) And it's a key part of the process. Because like you said, going to those interviews, they didn't work out, but I'm sure you learned so much in the process. And even the fact that you invested in somebody to sit down with you at the beginning of this process to help you plan and come up with, you know, like a map for what you were going to do when you did the transition. That's, that's really cool. And I'm sure that was so helpful for you as well, because like you said, you, you weren't the only one in the transition, like your husband was also going through it with you. And so having those little things in place and being able to go through the messy middle is just it's so necessary. I wish people talked about it more because it's probably never going to be like one day we're doing this, we're done. Next day, everything is perfect and great. And you're doing the new thing, you know? So what things did you do in the messy middle that helped you bridge the gap from where you were to where you wanted to be? You know, honestly, I think back on that meeting that I had with that lady and I'm like, she literally has no idea that her, that like one hour that we spent together has been able to like help me grow this like actual business doing Mm. copywriting, you know, like what did $300 do? It literally provided like a a full-time business, you know? Mm. And so whenever I make business investments and I will be the first to tell you, like I make pretty scary business investments you know whenever it doesn't make sense and that I feel like is like kind of the secret power of the messy middle is obviously like I will be the first to tell you like if I see a website or a sales page that talks about like going more into credit card debt or something like that I'm against that completely you need to make smart business decisions for yourself. And mm. even if it takes you a little bit longer to make that business investment, doing it when you still have enough to have that emergency to pay for or your mortgage to pay for. Um, but I would say in that messy middle, like making smart business investments is key. Even if it looks like is this going to make sense? Like, is this going to pay off? Every, every business investment that you do make, you know, you're, what you're paying for right then when you say yes, is the person that you're going to become a year from that day. So Mm. what you're saying yes to right then is the person that you know, you're going to be 365 days from that point and believing for that growth, you know, Uh, making an educated risk. And every business investment is an educated risk, but believing for that, you know, and being like, wow, right now, like I'm making, for instance, this $300 investment in this lady to help me map out my product suite and help me figure out 
how to get my first clients, how to get my first reviews, how to increase my prices, all of those things. And now two years later, a $300 investment for me is like, I would do that literally like once a month, you know, (laughs) at least. Yeah. I didn't know it would be successful, but just having that mentality of like, what I'm doing right now, who I'm investing in right now is going to help me become that person that I will be a year from now. Mm, I love that. I think that's a great way to look at investments because I've had people ask me a lot, how do you know what to invest in when it comes to your business? Like, What are the best first steps when you're wanting to pivot? Do you invest in a coach? Do you invest in like these big things that are going to you know, give you the game plan for the whole rest of your life? Do you take small steps? Like, what do you do? And I feel like looking at it through that lens, is this thing going to benefit me 365 days from now? That's such a good way, I think, to measure how worth it that investment is for that stage. Have you ever had investments or pivots that didn't necessarily work out or go to plan? And if so, how did you deal with that? This isn't necessarily a, a business pivot. But, you know, last year, whenever I started to have my health issues come up, I had to pivot the way that I was showing up in my business. And, Mm. you know, I had to learn, like, if I can't post on social media every single day of the month, like, the Lord is going to be there for me, you know, Mm. and believing in that. And last year, my life did not look like how I wanted it to, but it was necessary. And it was something that I had to go through, you know, and um, being able to be on the other side and start this new year feeling like myself and feeling completely healed. It's like a game changer, you know, Mm. Because I'm like, okay, what could I change in my business? How could I tweak things to make it even better? And last year, I was doing my very best, but like I didn't have the capacity to do everything. And so I had to narrow it down, narrow down my priorities and say, you know what? I'm going to serve my clients. I'm going to take care of myself first. I'm going to cook dinner and be like the homemaker that I want to be for our family. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go outside with my dog and get some vitamin D. And like, that was a pivot for me because before I transitioned, I was in the network marketing grind where I was waking up at five. I was doing all of the routine stuff. I was working on my business for, I don't even want to tell you how long I would work on my business. (laughs) I was like on the verge of burnout. And so whenever my health things came up, I was like, how can I do this so that I'm not burning myself out, but I'm pivoting and like scaling back so that the necessities are being done and I'm taking care of myself and my family. Mm, That is really, really good. I'm so glad you brought that up because you're right. It's not always going to be a career pivot. There's always going to be things happening in life where that happened to us, where we have to just adjust and that's okay. That's actually good. I feel like through everything you're talking about, it's not, you haven't once said like this didn't work out or this was a failure. Like you've just chosen to learn through the process. And I feel like 
what you said in the beginning. You just know that God has had his hand on your life. He can use any situation then to bring about good and bring about growth. And that's why I think it's so beautiful when when we just give ourselves permission to be in the process like that. Because then none of it is ever a failure. I mean, it's if something comes up in your health, if something comes up in your finances, in your family, in your job, if you have to pivot or make an adjustment, that is not a failure. There have been times in my life where I've had to make a change and I felt like, well, now everything's ruined. And this has, you know, changed my whole path and knocked me off course for the rest of forever. And it's just been this big end of the world thing. And it took me so long to realize that's not how it is. Like, all I have to do is just pivot, like adjust a little bit. What can I learn from this? How can I grow from this? And then we move on. And honestly, those kinds of things, like you said, now you have rhythms in your business that allow you to take better care of your health and yourself and your family. And that's beautiful. Like, I feel like that's best case scenario Mm -hmm. because it helps us see how we can improve or add things or like, you know, readjust our priorities even that help not only us, but our family and the other people we're showing up for. Cause I'm sure for you, you've seen even with your clients, when you take better care of yourself, you're able to show up better in your work and for the people in your world, right? Yeah, that's so true. And, and giving space for that and, you know, not looking at other people that are growing and scaling and saying, you know what? I haven't grown my followers really at all this past year and the Lord still provided and, you know, not everyone is going through an autoimmune chronic illness, you know, situation, but I showed up the best that I could and that's what matters. Yes, absolutely. That's so good. And that's so freeing. And I feel like so many women need to hear that. There's just so much freedom to readjust. If you are in a season right now, and and you you know like what was once working is not working anymore that's okay like yeah. we just pivot and we just learn and we see what can change and be done differently on that note how was all of this i guess just with your husband or with other people that your transitions affected how did you process it together because i'm sure there are women listening who may feel that it's time to make a change in their lives but it affects their family, their marriage, like other people. So how did you approach that with him? So obviously with everything that happened with the pandemic and my husband still being an ICU nurse, thankfully working days at this point, um, I knew that we would need to like reach out and, and grab onto people that could support us. And both of us individually have gone through so much. And so as a couple, right, you bring that together and it's like, wow, we've both gone through so many things together. Um, And so we actually started like, I think it was weekly therapy sessions, not Hmm. through our church or anything like that. Um, And that was kind of intentional. Like we just wanted an outside source, like no one who knows us, right? We started meeting with her like once a week. And whenever you start doing that, you realize like how much of how you project your own frustrations or your own feelings Mm -hmm. is actually because of yourself and things that you need to work through from your past and who you are and like who you believe that you are. 
And so that in itself, like doing that consistently and meeting with her consistently once a week for months has been so, so good. I think we just have this level of trust that we love each other and we just want each other to be happy, you know? And Mm. my husband actually just transitioned out of his four-year nursing job that he had. And that was challenging to see him go through the struggles of like, okay, I'm leaving this career. I'm going to do a completely new thing. Mm. And me looking and kind of seeing myself from the other perspective, he believed in himself, you know, and I believed in him. And we just, yeah, just, just communicating with each other and not making it so personal you know, just being mm. able to say, you know what, if you're having a hard day, like that doesn't mean you're going to fail. It's just mm. you're having a hard day. That's so good. I love that. I think it's really cool that you guys have just decided to go through the process together because regardless of whether it's a career pivot or whatever life throws at you, like it's always going to be something. But the choice to just be in the process together, I think, is one of the most powerful things we can do as a couple, as a family, like in your community with friends, just having those people around you, like you said, to bring that wise counsel, to pray and support you and be just there with you in the process is so special. It makes such a huge difference. So I love that you guys were able to do that together. Yes, I would love to know how you have adjusted recently, like maybe some things that you've learned that have helped you create new rhythms in your business that just make it easier for you now because I know you touched on your health journey a little bit and some other things. So what is business life looking like for you lately? I really reflected earlier um, a couple of weeks ago. I was the person that did like a let's create a word for 2023 after 2023 started. So (laughs) and you know what, if you're going to do that, go for you. Like, go you, do it. Doesn't (laughs) matter if it's January or February, okay? Um, But anyways, I really reflected and I was like, you know what? Last year, I really was just focusing on getting my clients what they needed and on time. And I didn't really have time to create something new or upgrade anything or change anything. So anyways, what my like day-to-day looks like right now. And I really feel like it is super aligned with the kind of person that I am and the business that I want is it starts in my nighttime routine. So I will, once I'm done with work, shut down my laptop, I wash my face, get all my makeup off before it's too late. And then (laughs) going to bed with my makeup on, (laughs) Um, washing my face, putting on my PJs, cooking dinner, And then I'll have like my hot tea and have that with local honey. And then once I'm done with that, I plug in my phone in my living room and I go to bed and I read one of my books on my Kindle. And it's very like calming and soothing. And it's such a great way to finish the night. And let me tell you, this is happening at like 9 p.m., So I'm like laying in bed at nine. Okay. So I wake up to my like sunrise alarm without a noise, without a sound, but it's just the light. 
And mm. that next morning, my my uh, phone apps, only a few of them I can actually go on to and do things on, but my time limit actually like is off on all of those apps until 10 a.m. So wow. at 10 a.m., um, my Instagram, my TikTok, my email, all of those things are available for me to do. But at that point, I've already gone for a walk with my dog, had my water, um, did some Pilates. And this isn't like an hour Pilates, hour long walk. It's just quick 30 minutes outside, 30 minutes to move my body. And that's how my outside of work routine is. And then for my like weekly overview on Mondays and Fridays, I do like an admin day where I'm creating things. I'm in my inbox. I'm doing things that like I didn't have time for. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, I'm working on client projects, making sure that emails are scheduled, that kind of thing. It really allows me to start each day knowing what's coming, what's what's ahead yeah. of me, and being able to to show up on Monday knowing that I'm not working on like my creative mind at that point. I'm just doing emails and commenting back on like Instagram posts and things like that. So I've created this routine, obviously with my like health stuff that I was going through. So it's compounded over time. So if you're listening to this, don't feel like you have to do all of those things <laughs> tomorrow. <Yeah. laughs> but whenever you are going through a health crisis, you do whatever it takes to feel better. And for me, those things allow me to show up and be my best self for my business and give me like the freedom to maneuver what needs to be done. So mm -hmm. that on Friday, I can, you know, wrap things up and start my weekend. That's that's such a cool rhythm. And that's something actually I'm trying to get better at this year in my business is having designated days where I know I'll get to certain tasks. That way, when I do have time to sit down and work, it's like, oh my goodness, I'm so overwhelmed by all the things that need to get done. Where do I even begin? And then I've wasted an hour, like just staring at my screen and getting back to emails. And then I'm like, okay, end of the day has come and I've accomplished absolutely nothing on my to-do list. Yes. So I feel like just those little things like that, getting outside, spending time with your family, winding down, all of those things work together so well. This is something that I'm currently learning. So I'm very thankful that you shared your insights and routine because I just feel like when we are able to set rhythms and routines in place that care for both our business and our bodies and our family and, and all the pieces that are important to us, we can show up to every single one of them better and ready and more effective. So I love that through all of your pivots and all of your changes and all the things that life has thrown at you, you've just continued to show up and and just say like, okay, what can I change? How can I grow from this? And trust that God has been a part of every single step of the way. Like that's, that's just so beautiful. And I love that. So before we go, is there anything specific that you would want to say to a woman who either feels a transition coming on or is currently in the midst of one? I would say that it's going to be uncomfortable. You're going to feel out of control and you feeling that way actually has nothing to do with you. It actually just has everything to do with 
how our bodies are made and how our brains are made. Our brains want to feel safe. And so any sort of change or difference will make your body feel like it's under attack, you know, Mm. but that's the beauty of it all. And I would, I would also encourage you that if you're wanting to make a pivot or you're wanting to make a change, maybe keep it to yourself and, and write it in a journal for a little bit. You know, you don't have to share all of your dreams with every single person that you come in contact with. And honestly, that can really bring you more excitement about what you're doing because it feels like so intimate and so personal. And it allows you to dream about this change without having the opinions of other people Mm. or the questions from other people, you know, Um, for instance, you know, whenever I told my parents, I'm going to be doing copywriting, they were like, what is that? You know, (laughs) Um, what is copywriting? And still to this day, they still don't really know what it means. (laughs) So even if it's something that doesn't really like make sense or isn't like a a niche or something that like people know about if you feel called to it there's a reason for that and begin to believe and pray for for that thing to happen whether that's a year from now or two years from now Mm. and being excited for that change oh I love that so much Thank you so much for being here, Abby, and for being willing to share your story because I know there have been so many ups and downs along the way, but I am constantly so inspired and encouraged by you and the way that you have cared for your body in this season and for your business as you continue to grow. I just adore you. So will you please tell everybody where they can connect with you, learn more about email marketing and all the things? Yes. So you can follow me over at abby.manawes on Instagram. That's where I'm usually at. And you can also get on my email list. I send out like a fun Tuesday night email every single week. And honestly, for you to get those, you get them to enjoy them, but also to see different email marketing strategies happen right in front of you and be able to, you know, swipe them and use them for your own business whenever you are, you know, growing and scaling. So definitely I'm over there. You can see all of the tips, tricks, strategies behind the scenes, and I'm excited to be able to connect with you. Hey, well, you guys definitely need to go connect with Abby. I love getting those Tuesday night emails. It's so fun. And I just know there's so many more amazing things coming for you and I'm excited for this year in your business and also in your health journey. Like I said, just adore you, Abby. So glad to know you. Thank you so much for sharing your story and for being here. Thank you. I adore you too, Hannah. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to tune into another episode of the ByWords show. I love having you here and I'm so thankful for your support. Don't forget to share a screenshot of this episode to let me know you were here. I can't wait to talk again soon, but in the meantime, be sure to come hang out with me on Instagram and remember, I am cheering you on.